Hi, everybody. Joyce here. So just uh, recently, right, I was asked by by a deacon, Deacon Adrian. He, in my conversation with him, suddenly he turned around and he asked me, hmm, what is your mission statement? And I was like, mission statement? Oh, Deacon, I don't have a mission statement per se. And then that set me thinking and I felt a bit ashamed of myself. So then I started thinking about it and uh, then, yeah, so we work with this uh, Catholic media group and uh, so everyone's putting up their mission statement and I decided, oh, I better do one myself. And then, yeah, and then looking at everyone's mission statement, I came up with my own mission statement and that would be like, um, so here it goes, it's empowering Catholics to become dynamic missionaries in their daily environment. So that would be my mission statement. But then again, right, you must be asking yourself, so what, why do I need to have a mission statement? Simple, because I would read this from uh, Pope St. John Paul, right? So he says this, so he says, evangelization is first and foremost about preaching the gospel to those who do not know Jesus Christ or who have always rejected him. Christians have a duty to proclaim the gospel without excluding anyone. So it says we have a duty. That is our first and foremost duty. Now we have many duties in this world, right? We have, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I work at a, at a school, I teach. So we have many duties. But what are, what are my Christian duties? Sometimes those come very last in my list of to do today is like I have in my um in my little book that I keep for myself okay my to do list and frankly I did not have evangelization in my to do list today. Mm. So we are obligated to preach Jesus to the world. And it moves on to say that we cannot passively and calmly wait in our church buildings. I like that, right? Everyone's just like, that's what we've been doing, isn't it? We just like go to church and then we wait for people to come. But it says we cannot passively and calmly wait in our church buildings. We need to move from a pastoral ministry of mere conservation to a decidedly missionary pastoral ministry. So this has been ringing. This message has been really ringing in my ear, you know, that this we are missionaries, all of us, by virtue of being baptized into the church. We, you and I, are missionaries, whether we like it or not. So if we, I'd like to start off with the gospel today. Now, if you look at the gospel, right, in Matthew 15, have Matthew 15. Yes. In Matthew 15, surprisingly, I did not notice this before, Jesus himself knew what his mission was. Now, when this Canaanite woman, woman right, appeared to Jesus, now she was, she was doubly marginal. Why was she doubly marginal? Number one, she was a woman. And in those days, you know, the place of women, right? Okay, so she was a woman, number one. And then uh, in, in a man's world, because the men are the ones who are prominently out there. <clears throat> Irritating, but yeah, that was the way it was. And then she was a Gentile. 
so hence she was considered unclean so she was unclean because she's a gentile um, a woman canaanite woman and she was not welcome in this circle and then it says no in verse 22 and behold i like the language that behold such a grand introduction for a canaanite woman a woman from that region came out and cried have mercy on me o lord son of david my daughter severely possessed by a demon so this must have been really 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 bad not just possessed but severely possessed by a demon i'm just i'm just wondering as an afterthought how come we don't have severely possessed people or is satan working differently in today's context in trying to woo, woo people it's not so much seen but it's inside that's really really dangerous so yeah so she says my daughter is severely possessed by a demon but he did not answer her a word oh my gosh how could jesus not do that can you imagine a woman is coming and and telling jesus imagine me going and saying jesus i am jesus very silent i'd be so upset i get very upset about a lot of things but yeah but then after it's it's explained jesus silence is explained in the next verse but he did not answer and his disciples came and begged him saying send her away for she's crying after us i mean this woman would not have been just uh, oh jesus please like that she would have bawled she would have like crazy 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 kind of uh, shouting jesus and just like not letting go and then until the disciples are so irritated and they come and tell jesus send her away she's just she's just so annoying and then what does jesus say now here it comes he says he answered i was sent only to the lost sheep now i was sent only to the lost sheep now this woman was is a lost sheep but if you look at the historical jesus what was his role his role the normal policy of the historical jesus was to he was sent to gather the people of israel not anyone else so he knew his mission his mission was only to be sent to gather israel no one else so he was very goal oriented and that's why i asked about this mission vision so he knew what his goal was and that was to send to go to the to gather the lost sheep of israel now this woman was outside of his ministry and yet now now comes a very yeah interesting the second part is very interesting so he knew his mission and his goal that was what he was in the, the the first lesson to learn there from from for us would be today make it today get that mission mission statement out every one of us what is my mission i am in a covenanted relationship with my god which is highlighted in the first reading today and so i need to get that mission what is my mission because this is what this is what's going to get me to heaven not my mission statement of my corporate world not my mission statement of my anything else but my mission statement is what's going to direct me and get me a place in heaven and i need to work on that and then the story moves on he answered i was only sent to the lost sheep but she came and knelt before him saying lord help me oh i i find that that just as three words right so endearing so despite him saying 
I was sent only for these people. And I, oh, I don't want to tell you about myself, but I would think, my gosh, such arrogance. You only were sent for the Israel, but you're not sent to me. Yeah, I would have told Jesus that. But this woman, no. What did she say? Lord, help me. Oh, and then that really melted Jesus' heart. So we know, we should know how the right words to use with Jesus. And he answered, it's not fair to take the children. Then Jesus goes on, no? He's like, it's not fair to take the, take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. And then this is like such a, my gosh, such an insult to her. But then this woman is persistent. Why? Because she had a need here and that was her daughter. She knew Jesus had it. She knew if Jesus willed it, she, he, her daughter would be healed at once. So what does she say? Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. You know, at the end of the day, she knew Jesus. The man would be speaking all these words, but she knew him. And then Jesus answered, Oh, woman, great is your faith. And it's like, oh, woman, is like, it's like suddenly he elevates her, you know. Oh, woman. And in uh, Matthew's, in the gospel, right, she's the only person in the whole of Matthew whom Jesus says, just great faith. Great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. So the woman here, she was quick to pick on the imagery of Jesus. Jesus was saying about the dogs and all that. She quickly picked on that imagery and took it to her advantage. Yet she, without arrogance. So she just, was just this person just crying out to Jesus and saying, Jesus, come save me. And Jesus honored that. Wow. So if you look at this, her bold humility bests him, as in B-E-S-T-S, in this debate. And it was her humility, not her arrogance, that won her that miracle for her daughter. Now, if you look at the Jeremiah, now what, what comes out really strong in Jeremiah is, is verse 3, The Lord appeared to him from afar, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Now this is covenantal, this covenantal love is said to be age old and eternal. It originates from the desert period and it will never cease. So if you look at this uh, in the text of Jeremiah, right, the central theme is this exuberant joy of return. So the people have gone away. Now God is telling them, return, come back to me. And then God says, I have loved you with the covenantal love. And that's why this covenant is so important in the church. We place so much of in, in, uh, insistence on this covenantal relationship. That's why marriages cannot, it's a covenant. It cannot be broken. Unlike other churches, in other denominations, I know that there are that people marry and then remarry, but cannot. Because a covenant is forever, it's lasting. Of course, there are, there are certain uh, exceptions to our covenantal marriage. So yeah, the church takes it very seriously. If there's been any um, break or something, then the church will reconsider. But mostly it is permanent. There's permanence in it. And then, and then you know, like they've, Israel has gone away. But, and then the, you look at the repetition, right? Again, you shall adorn yourself with timbrels. 
and again you shall plant vineyards so repetition of the words again is that god god is god the blessing is always there and the blessing does not come only in vineyards and this so let's not mistake blessings as to be prosperity if you look at most of our saints who are very humble people look at mother teresa hardly anything so many of our saints you know very if you look at it from the worldly sense of the word they have got nothing you look at saint ignatius shoes my gosh the man traveled saint ignatius of loyola his sandals are like made of wood and horrible if you look at them but they, they were so blessed so don't count blessings as in wealth as in as in happiness as in worldly happiness as joy in the lord so I just leave you with that about uh yeah just um these things about covenant rule relationship mission statement and what am i going to do about that so have a great day everyone and yeah be blessed